0: All right, guys, so we talked about the, the bottom of the, of the barrel. So let's talk about maybe the top of the barrel. Okay, let's talk about the Jazz and the Sixers first. Are, are they deserving of the one seed? You know, we, we've seen kind of in the East, it's kind of been a, a rotating between Brooklyn, uh, the, the Sixers, and the Bucks all season. It seems the Sixers kind of have ended the season maybe the most healthy, but the Bucks maybe are the strongest? I'm not sure. So, Case, we'll start with you, man. Where do you put uh, the, the Sixers first on their one seed? Are they deserving of the one seed? Is
1: the process? finally paid off well the process won't pay off until they win a championship um it doesn't matter <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't matter how good you do in the regular season uh, yeah yeah you know yeah. I know yeah 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 so i guess to an extent if you're if you're a philly fan yeah you're ecstatic if, if you're a philly fan chances are you think the process has finally paid off you have trusted the process and it has come to fruition um, but in my opinion as someone who is from the outside looking in who is not a philly fan uh, I, I can't say that the process has actually completed in until Joel Embiid is, ho- is hoisting up a, a, you know, an NBA championship until Ben Simmons is hoisting up an NBA championship. It, it just, it won't be that for me. Um, and Casey, that- we
0: know, we know um, you and I, cause we, we, we did this that yep. they, they are more than likely not going to host one together.
1: It's going to be one or the well, other. <laughs> probably. Yeah, we, we did this on my Twitch channel. We, we separated Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and you know what? We won a championship with each of them being the star of the team, and guess what? They won it in the same amount of time. <laughs> like, we got no answers. We got no <laughs> definitive answer as to who the guy is. Uh. Uh, from, from what we can tell, they're both the guy. Uh, it, it's just being able to coexist as the guys on the Philadelphia 76ers. And I think they're a great team. I think Joel Embiid has been um, a perennial MVP, MVP contender when he's actually healthy. Ben Simmons, I think, might be one of the frontrunners for defensive player of the year. He's definitely an all, uh, all-defensive first team. I think they definitely deserve the first seed. If they can make it all the way to the championship, who knows? I hope so. I think they're the healthiest of the three that are right there at the top. Um we're hoping, like, if apparently Brooklyn is hoping that James Harden will be back in time. KD has missed a lot of time this season. Kyrie has missed a lot of time this season due to personal reasons. Um, and then Milwaukee, I just don't think they are, I don't know. I, I just have a hard time believing in them, I guess, from the last two seasons of, you know, disappointment that we've seen from them. I think they get better from getting Drew. Um, I, I think, I think they did themselves a huge favor getting off of that Eric Bledsoe contract and getting drew back in return. I have no idea what new Orleans was thinking. I think that new Orleans was hoping that Giannis was leaving. So that way those draft picks would be good, but now the draft picks are going to be bad. Giannis signed the Supermax and now new Orleans looks dumb. Um, <laughs> on the keep, other side keeps spinning, keep spinning on the other side of the coin though uh I, I kind of have the opposite feelings about Utah I, I I feel like I trust um Philly especially with doc there but in Utah I, I don't know they've shown us nothing but uh kind of the same thing that I feel about the bucks they've shown us nothing but disappointment they've shown us nothing but heartache in the playoffs and I, just because you get a higher seed, I don't know if that changes. Like, the players are still the same. You have a little bit more experience, but, you know, Donovan Mitchell is the same type of player he was last year. Rudy Gobert is the same type of center he was last year. Um, Mike Conley has looked good this season, sure, but the, let's let's be frank, the only reason he was named an all-star is because so many of the other point guards were out and couldn't participate. That's the only reason he was in. I don't know if I trust this Utah team, but more importantly, I I love – I love this Phoenix team. Um, I, I, I hope this Phoenix team somehow finds a way to make it up to the one seed again. Um, I think that I would love to see Phoenix play anybody in these playoffs. Chris Paul looks like an MVP front runner right now, at least one of them. Uh, and I love Devin Booker. DeAndre Ayton looks like he's taking a step in the defensive direction, which was a big step that a lot of people didn't think he could take. Uh, Bridges looks really good. I think they're just a really good team. And I think this – we were talking about it the other day, guys. I think this really points to Chris Paul's greatness in his career. And his—and as much as he is, like, uh, kind of – like you said, Matt, a curmudgeon, uh, he's, he's a leader, and he's a great leader. And he's shown that he can literally turn franchises around in, in a season. Uh, let's not forget, Phoenix missed the playoffs last year. They went undefeated in the bubble, uh, but just couldn't quite squeeze into the playoffs. And now they're potentially the one seed going into the playoffs. And the only the biggest addition they made was Chris Paul. And I think that says a lot about his career, his leadership, and his abilities. And I love this Phoenix team. I, I, I they're my favorite in the West right now.
0: All right. Well, I'm gonna let you gush over Phoenix again here in a minute, probably. Jackson, what do you think, man? I'm, I'm, is Utah like? <sighs> it's just tough, man. I mean, even LeBron said this year, he's like, man, when we played NBA jam, none of us chose the jazz, you know, and for years you had Carl Malone and John Stockton. They just could never get it done. And now you've got Utah back on top. Can this Utah team be, be a different team? Or is this just more Utah jazz as usual?
2: Uh, That's a good question. I mean, I like the squad. I like their balance. I like the way they approach the game. I think they have, um, a nice rotation it's surprisingly deeper than people think they've been getting solid minutes from jordan clarkson you know he's he's been he's been really very good the the whole of that team seems to be um uh, greater than the sum of its parts type and quinn snyder has seemed to really figure out the pulse of his team and and puts together the right schemes and the right matchups. He finds the right defensive combinations. He's, he's done, he's done really well. Yeah. I, I think Utah is, uh, every bit to be concerned about that everybody thought they would be Phoenix. Phoenix is made totally different by our boy, the surefire first ballot hall of famer, Chris Paul. He's, uh, he's a difference maker in in so many different ways and unquantifiable ways in the locker room on the bench as a coach on the floor as a guy who who doesn't need to get his numbers to to feel like he's part of the the win uh you know they've done they've done a great job in getting that team in a position to potentially be number one. I, I I don't think either one of them don't belong in that spot. So uh, either either way that plays out, I, I'd be happy to see both of those teams. I think Booker is one of those guys who, man, he is he's a problem. He's just he's just a matchup nightmare all over the floor. He can finish at the rim. He can stroke from deep. He can finish off the bounce. He can beat you, go by you. He's got the handle. You know, I'd like to see him commit a little bit more on the defensive end, but they're also a a much deeper team than uh, uh, you realize until you start digging into the numbers. So either team finishing number one is, is cool with me. As far as the East is concerned, I've been, I've been uh, pulling for Philly for a long time, but, I'm I'm particularly struck by uh, kind of the under the radar nature of this Bucks team and the changes that they made um, in the offseason to upgrade especially with regard to ball handling and late in the game for the last 3 years you've seen them stuck with no real late in the shot clock late in the game guy to go to outside of Giannis and and now Drew gives you that. Drew's a tough on both ends of the floor guy. Don't be surprised if that doesn't show to to really mature at the right time. I, I'd be I'd be worried about the Bucks being the sleeper
0: underdog team in this whole thing right now. What? All right. So Casey, we talked about the Suns and and their ascension, and they've been so bad for so long. But but so have the Knicks, man. The Knicks have been so bad for for, gosh, probably your entire life almost, Casey. So which which one of these teams for you, man, is is the most surprising this season? Is, is, is it the Knicks or is it the Suns?
1: It's 100% the New York Knicks. Um, you're right, Matt. They've been bad pretty much my whole life. I've been on this earth for 26 years, and I can tell you one of those where they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and that's when Melo was there, and I think it was his first season, um, his first or second season in New York. And after that, it was perennially miss the playoff or fall short. So the, this Knicks team has been terrible. And going into the season, they were expected to be nothing other than that. And um, they have <clears throat> very quickly become a defensive powerhouse in the league. And, and one that I don't think a lot of people expected. And if they said they did, uh, I, I, would, I would put them on a lie detector. I, I can't tell you anybody that would have expected this Knicks team to be this good, uh, this fast to jump up to the fourth seed. And I get, it, it's the Eastern conference, but let's not pretend that these teams that are in the East are, are, are a bunch of scrubs. Um, this Knicks team is just super surprising considering who's on the squad. Um, Julius Randall is my favorite player in the league right now has been actually for a few seasons ever since I saw him play in new Orleans. Um, he's been one of my favorite players and now has become my favorite player in this league. Um, the New York Knicks are my favorite team to watch in the NBA right now. And that's crazy to say because who would have said that a year ago other than the Knicks fans? And I, I can't even uh, – you probably couldn't pay a Knicks fan to say that last season.
0: Casey, is, is Julius Randle the comeback player of the year
1: this year? It, 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 or who, who, who would you I put on that list? I don't think so. Ooh, that's hard to say right offhand. But I don't think he's in the comeback player of the year list because he had career numbers last year in New Orleans. Uh, or when his last season in New Orleans, I think he, he's been great for a few years. He's one of those guys just like Zach Levine um, that was passed on in the all-star selection for quite a few years because he was a good player on a bad team, but he was putting up all-star caliber numbers. The The problem was that he was on a team with guys who were expected to be the guy over him, uh, whether you were playing on the Lakers with Kobe and you, those other guys. If you were playing on the the Pelicans, with Anthony Davis and then you and then by the time he was the the big the guy on campus you know for the Pelicans so to speak um, th- they had already mailed it in and it, it was post AD let's get ready for this rebuild and let's move on and Julius Randle's like I'm not ready for a rebuild I'm ready to went to compete for a championship so he signs with New, New York and even if I know you guys don't play a ton of 2k but even if you go look at his 2k ratings going into this season Julius Randle on 2k was a an 80 overall And um, I remember him saying that he felt disrespected by that rating as he should have. There were guys above him that had no business being above him because according to your 2K rating, if someone's above you, that's, that's 2K saying that essentially this player is better than you, especially if they're at your position. Now the the rosters do update throughout the season. So now he's much higher, but at the beginning of the season, seeing him as an 80 overall, considering the numbers he was putting up uh, just baffled me. Uh, he, he was putting up some of, the, some of the best numbers in his career playing as an undersized five and was playing very good defensively and could stretch the floor beyond the ability of most of the fives in the league right now when the stretch five is the biggest thing going. Um, I think Julius Randle, I, I don't think he's in MVP contention. I just can't say that word today. I don't think he's in the MVP contention. I don't think he's comeback player of the year either, but I think this Knicks team is very scary and I don't want to say they're my favorites to come out of the East, but they are my favorite team in the East, and they're my biggest surprise this year. Chad, you're about in the same spot, man. The Knicks have not been good
0: almost your entire lifetime as well, probably at least since you've been cognizant. So um, who's no, the bigger surprise?
2: Was... Look, man, I was watching <laughs> Ewing. and Yeah, they were all right with Ewing. I mean, I, I watched is... Ewing. Yeah, yeah. The finals, don't... come on. Alan, Houston, <laughs> Mark Jackson, uh, you know, Latrell Sprewell, those teams – those teams were really good. Those teams were not good. Those teams were great. The John Starks teams, those teams were – those teams were amazing to watch, just for a little edification. Last year uh, in New York, um, Julius was getting uh, 19 and a half a night, and he was getting you uh, – he was good for like nine and a half rebounds and almost four, four dimes no three dimes this year he's up all the way he's he's this is his career year he's at I mean at the year in new orleans he was getting 21 a night 19 the following season 24 a night right now with 10 rebounds
0: and six assists i but mean yeah, his, is it crazy i, I don't know, you know look at look at that roster bro who else, gets, but but who gets. else? Who else could be comeback player? Is it crazy to think that i, I, I don't could know. call Julius Randall a comeback player when he's I, I you he, know he, Casey's right? He wasn't he, like playing all he,
2: he doesn't. No, he's not the comeback player of the year. That's not right. The right words. It's you know, I mean, the most emergent, most improved maybe. maybe or something. Most you know? improved, maybe, yeah. Okay, I, I'll buy that. But you look. I mean, Alfred Payton's a good player. Reggie Bullock's a good player. R.J. Barrett, Newlands Noel has had a huge. Resurgence. Todd Gibson, topping toward the end of this season, has been productive. Alec Burks can play. Emmanuel Quigley is good. And then they went out and got Derrick Rose. That's two starting fives in the NBA. Like legitimate starting fives. Both those teams right there could be starting fives. on. I mean, if you took that second unit and you told me that that was the starting five for Orlando, I would be like, yeah, that makes sense. I believe you. You know, that. That's that's a lot of depth, and and to Casey's point again, they play defense, dude. They have they have their coaches' passion on the defensive end, and they they play for each other. You know, Derrick Rose has been huge. Quickly, dude is if you haven't watched this guy play, he's excellent. So I'm not surprised too much. I'm surprised with how fast it came together for them. It, so I guess yes overall I am very surprised at the Knicks um but looking at it as it's composed now with with the 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 coach with the the roster rebuild you know this team this they're sitting in a four seed in that east you know they're they're ahead of of who Atlanta uh I'm guessing but Boston as well yeah uh this this team it shows you what you can do when you commit to it on the defensive end well
1: and, and further further in got- your point chad uh, if I, if i may jump in for just a second uh points allowed they're number 1 in the league offensive rebounds allowed they're top 10 assists allowed they're top 5 field goals allowed number 1 three points allowed top 10 opponents field goal percentage number 1 opponents three point percentage number 1 defensive rating number 4 like to say yeah, that anybody good. would that's have thought that he good would good. even be in the, in the upper twenties would, uh, you know, would be a, a stretch to be top 10 top five and number one in that many categories. That's, that's, that's bonafide. And, and that, I think that's big. I think that speaks to Thibodeau too, a defensive coach going over there and making a huge difference.
0: It's probably the best coaching fit they've had since, since as John mentioned, Pat Riley, you know, and they've had guys like Phil Jackson and whatnot, just didn't, didn't fit. This fits. Phil really Jackson
2: nicely. was snoozing on the bench,
0: man. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know we're having fistfights. <laughs> uh, that it, was that was a disaster. It's hard to say, you know, the best coach when Phil Jackson's been in there, but obviously Phil Jackson was not the best coach for the Knicks at the time, you know. Um, but yeah, definitely and I'm ch- not. Chad, I'm glad that you mentioned New Orleans Noel as well, dude, because that's another guy who I'm really happy to see has has kind of resurged after being on the – you know, getting drafted by the Sixers in like the pre-process years or whatever, you know, and just kind of floating around the NBA. Really happy to see New Orleans Noel uh, kind of – Yeah, and Derrick Rose.
2: Would. I mean, Derrick, how can you nope. not pull for a guy like Derrick Rose who's restructured his career and is contributive on this team? I mean, this dude was an MVP in his third year in the league, second, third year in the league. I mean, come on. He – he had everything in his quickness and his lateral movement his his blow by you nature was one of a kind, but you know, the injury kind of changed that, but it's nice to see players reinvent their games or, or find a new way to be a part in, of a team and, and help
1: them. So I'm, I'm pulling for both of those guys.
2: Yeah, I D like Rose
1: them. dude. D Rose dropped 25 on the 10 year anniversary of his MVP selection. Um, and then you guys are uh, Matt. I'm glad. I'm glad you got, you reiterated that because I love Nerlens Noel so much. I know he's not like you know one of those top centers in the league, but he used to play on on my OKC Thunder. Loved him on my Thunder. I love Nerlens Noel. The guy's only 27. Crazy to think he's only 27. He's been in the league for so long already. Um, but yeah, he was supposed to be the next guy in Philly, and I'm I'm glad to see him getting another opportunity over. Over in a, Big motor
2: runs runs the floor, plays hard on defense, blocks very shots, hard on defense.
1: I love his defensive
2: presence. He, he, he's he's a guy who you're like, damn, he's got that Joachim Noah type approach. You know, he's he seems to be all over the place, weak side helping, blocking shots. He's just he's a a, a a fantastic glue guy, and they've got that's a that's a team you don't want to face in the playoffs. Really, you're not really excited if you've got to go play them and let them maul you for four quarters.
0: Well, that's a perfect segue there, Jackson. So, so I'll ask you first, Chad, who, who is the hottest team right now in the NBA? Who is the team that you don't want to face right now? Well, I mean, in honesty, it's Washington.
2: They're the hottest team in the league right now. They're, they're, they're on fire. They're in a place where you're like, Damn. And with with two guys who can fill it up like that, I mean, it, Russ got 24 assists the other night. 24 assists. That's, that's cr-
1: what? And what meaningful assists about? too, Chad. Like, yes. mean, that's, that's been the biggest I mean, knock Henry's against him his whole career needed. is that they don't mean anything. The stats don't mean much. But they're winning close games, and he's doing what he has to do. And so is Brad Beal. I, I agree with you, Chad. I I think they're I, I think they're the team that like since they decided that the only
2: way they're gonna have any opportunity is to start playing defense and they, they did that then this seems like sheesh man I, no thanks
0: I'll pass I'll uh we'll sit this one out so Casey you agree with Chad then the the, the Wizards are the most uh, the most uh, you know the hottest team right now the team you don't want to see in
1: the playoffs. Washington or or the Knicks, one of those two. If I'm if I'm if I'm matched up against either one of those in the first round, I'm not saying I'm I'm getting ready for next season, but uh, I'm having that talk with, you know, I'm trying to pump my team up as much as I can. But I'm the coach walking away saying, "God, all right, well, I guess let's get ready for the off season." You know, I mean, look, those teams look really good. So yeah, I think I think Chad is right. I think Washington is the the hottest team, with the Knicks being a close second.
0: Who's the most disappointing team for the season then, Chad? I mean, is it? Is it somebody like the Lakers who have been hurt all season, you know, in a sense, you know, or is or is it another team? Like did you – some team you had high expectations for that didn't really come through? If the Knicks are maybe one of the most surprising, the Suns are the most surprising, who's the most disappointing for you, Jackson? Indianapolis. I I think that's a team that has too much talent
2: to be that bad. And I think they're, they're one of those teams that's ripe for getting picked apart come the offseason. Like I'd like to see my Warriors go after – Sabonis, i I'd, I'd i'd be real happy to take him off their hands watch miles turner get dealt that they have too much turmoil in the front office they have too much turmoil on the bench they were supposed to be better than this and they're not you know they're just they're just really not and if i had to say who i was
0: most disappointed by i mean it, it would have to be indianapolis what about you casey where are you at man who's Who's the most disappointing team? I, I, I hate to kind of end the pot on a down note technically, but, 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 but who is it, man? Who, which team should have fired off more for you? Like, like I said, for me, I, I think I might still be leaning the Lakers, but I guess they can redeem themselves. So, so who for you, Casey, is the most, uh, the most disappointing.
1: The most disappointing team in the national basketball association is the new Orleans Pelicans. Are you kidding me? Ah, how Zion, you that? Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram on the same, you have two all-stars one of which is getting ready to maybe have the most efficient season of all time is unstoppable in the paint. Now you get rid of Drew, so fine. You get Eric Bledsoe back who hasn't been as, as good as you were hoping, although I don't know how good you were hoping Eric Bledsoe would be at this age and with that contract. But you have two all-stars. You have Jackson Hayes who looks like he was ready to take a step. And you're, you're struggling to make the play-in with these two guys who are perennial all-stars. At this point, like, like at this point, we can plan for them for the rest of their career, to be competing for all star spots. Not to mention Lonzo, right? I mean, you guys. And the Lonzo. Lonzo in there is a disappointment. Yes. How, and, how 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 is Lonzo? I mean,
0: like, are, are, is the experiment kind of over? I feel like you know Lamelo might be the one ball to make it in a sense. You know, I mean, is it my crazy? I think Lamelo's think that? the best.
1: I think Lamelo's the best ball brother. Do you, but do on you think Lonzo? Do you think Lonzo's a starter though? Like a legit starter? Um, I mean, he's having career career numbers for points per game this year. Um, he's he's averaging uh, most points than he's ever ever had in any season at 14.6. He's shooting the best that he ever has at 41.6. Um, his assist numbers are down just a bit at 5.8, and his rebound numbers are down at 4.7. But, I mean, he's played 52 games this year, so he's missed some time. Um, I think on, on the right team, sure, he can be a starter if he's that third or fourth guy like this situation right now. But I think LaMelo is uh, – a multi-time all-star in the making. I think LaMelo is far and away the best brother of the three, um, with LeAngelo being the bottom, Lonzo right there slotted in the middle. I mean, shoot, if I'm looking at it, I think LaMelo is a better shooter, so why not put Lonzo and LaMelo on the same team? You know they have chemistry.
2: Lonzo on the Warriors would be awesome.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, Fantastic. He would, he's such a, he's such a perfect fit. He really is. I mean, I know Chad's saying that because those are his dubs, but I mean, look, Steph has packed on some weight. Steph has put on some weight. He's become a bigger guy. You move Steph to the two, Clay comes back. He's going to be moving a little slower. Move Clay to the three. You can have Lonzo starting at your point. And then if you sign Sabonis, you guys are winning a championship, bro. And, and the other thing about Lonzo that is the,
2: the thing that's underrated about him, he plays defense. He does for real defense he, he really is a does. on-ball defender who gives you problems bringing the ball at the floor and in the half court he is a guy who you don't want checking you for four quarters so it gives Steph a little chance to he can take a break a little bit on defense where he's had to guard Damian Lillard. yeah that's not that's not fun for half the game having to square up against the other team's best player and if you've got three guys who can guard those positions and and Clay and, and Lonzo, I mean, look, I look, I don't love Lonzo, but I'm saying in Golden State scheme, Lonzo would be a monster.
0: Especially with Wiseman throwing him oops. Oh my God. What do you think, Casey though? I mean, if the Pelicans end up making the play in game and they end up somehow making the, the eight and into the play. Not gonna happen. It, yeah, why not? I mean, you know, like what? We see we got what? Um you said your warriors are beat up, Chad. it's one game. You just got to win one game. You know, the the They got to get in though. They're they're, have, they're they're what? 3 out? They're half, they're the half a game out of 10. No, they're 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 half a game out of 10. Okay, that's closer than I thought. Yeah, no. They're right there at the 10 seed. So Casey, if the Pelicans get the 10 seed and somehow get into the tournament, is it still a disappointing season for you?
1: Yeah, I'd still probably say yes. I mean, you're coming off an all-star season from Brandon Ingram, Lon- uh, uh, almost at Lonzo. Uh, Zion is an all-star this year. I, I expect at least, you- I-, I expect them to still be in the play-in, but as the seventh or eighth seed, not barely playing into the play-in, if that makes sense. And then I'm looking at their game. They played the 76ers tonight. I don't think there's any way they beat the 76ers. I'm trying to find the Spurs next game. Uh, They played the Trailblazers tomorrow, so that's an important one too. So maybe if the Spurs lose and then on Sunday, I'm looking at it again, the Pelicans play the Hornets. I think the Hornets are a better team there. So I I think out of the next two games, the Pelicans will probably drop both games. So I don't think there's any way they do. But if something were to happen and somehow they're able to make it into the play-in, Maybe. Like, maybe. Anything uh, could happen in one anything game, Anything could happen, yeah. Anything I mean, can happen in one game. I mean, come and my on. my thing is, I'm looking at the <coughs> – excuse me. I'm looking at the teams that are in the play-in right now. Who on San Antonio, Memphis, Golden State, or Portland is stopping Zion? So that's my thing. If you're able to play your way up into the bottom eighth seed, congrats. You get Utah or Phoenix, and then you're out in four. But, I mean, it's still disappointing to me. I think they should at least be the seventh or sixth seed. I mean you do you think I mean are we not leaning a little hard here, And this is just
0: Zion's second year technically, if we even count the first year where he was where he was injured most of the season, then we had you know the whole uh, you know, pandemic and everything else. This might technically be his first year. Come on, Casey. We got to trust the process here, right?
1: <laughs> uh, if you're talking about the Pelicans, I have a really hard time trusting the process. They, they wasted eight <laughs> years of Anthony Davis's career. So, oh God, <laughs> it, it's like, I don't know. I mean, well, you
0: know, as Chad said, AD's soft. So, you know, I guess we'll, we'll end on that note there. All right, guys, any, any final notes here for, uh, for, for, for our listeners? I'm going to um, say this. I
2: got to say this because Casey wasn't on the football pod last week, but I I'm, I'm hearing um, the most likely landing spots for your boy, A-Rod outside of uh, Denver. And then Denver is in the clubhouse as the leader. And then there's some thought that, that Gruden is going to panic and, make a move but then outside of that the three other teams that I'm hearing that can really make things interesting and go after him one the Giants two the Dolphins three the Browns how do you feel about that Casey
1: so if we're if we're trading Aaron Rodgers away to any three of those teams I'm assuming we're getting either Daniel Jones Tua or Baker Mayfield back correct
2: in the in the Giants situation they keep Jones and it's a bunch of picks
1: oh then no it's, I'm, I'm good mean, on that apparently
2: apparently the Giants have more picks than
1: they know what to do with. I mean you guys don't need a quarterback you've got Jordan Love you need I don't a want Jordan Love I'd rather I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather make Jordan Love the water boy for the bench uh, I, I don't want him uh, so
2: so Daniel Jones over you would want Daniel Jones back in that deal yeah I like Daniel Jones um, in the I other think, two deals, yes, you're,
0: you would be getting Tua and you would be getting Baker. Baker would be really interesting, guys.
1: I mean, Baker I would, be would be really interesting in Green Bay. I think he'd probably hate it there. Um, but if we're but getting if we're getting a quarterback in – a different
2: be than Cleveland?
1: Um, I mean, it's Wisconsin, so – Or
2: say Norman, Oklahoma, for Christ's sake. I wouldn't – Right, that's my true. That's my true.
1: God. Oh, my God. Look, if we're getting one of those quarterbacks and a pick in return, sure. Um, I'm not doing a clean swap. Oh, um, no, no. I've
0: heard it's two first-rounders regardless. Regardless, it's two first-rounders and then whatever it's going to be.
1: Look, my 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 perfect scenario is Aaron Rodgers stays and we compete for more championships until he's done. But if if we're getting rid of him and one of those three are coming back with picks, I, I, I'll lick my wounds and hope that we're back in the playoffs in five years. You know? Um and hope that we can make good on those picks, even though no matter what team he goes for, he's going to be a a contender. But of
2: those, who would you want? Tua, Baker, or Daniel Jones?
1: Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, Call me crazy. Call me crazy. I would kind of want Daniel Jones. Yeah, you're crazy. (laughs) but here's my thing. Here's my thing. Okay, crazy. Here's my thing. Baker has – Great weapons. What, what have they done other than this past season? And then they were out. Tua has shown us that he's got great potential. But at the same time, what, he, when when he's been in games, he's made big mistakes as well. So like maybe Tua, but it would be Daniel Jones, Tua, then Baker for me. Baker's already been in the league for a few years. I'm not saying he's old, but he's also not as young as those other two guys. Daniel Jones is taller. He's a better passer. And I think with, the, with Devontae Adams, come on, man. Anybody would be great with Devontae Adams. Give me Daniel Jones. I'm sorry, but I'm taking Daniel Jones. I like his. I like his game. All right. Well, it's all right, man. It's uh,
0: you know, Brett Favre already called it. Aaron Rodgers is gonna be a saint. All right, guys. That's all we got. We are the Tailgate Kings. We'll be here podding, hopefully, almost every week. You can also catch us on the website, www.thetailgatekings.com. Got some round tables up there. Of course, we got some Chef Chad Jackson uh, recipes up there as well for you. Also, check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, on the Twitter, at King's Tailgate, all that fun stuff. We'll be back again for more NBA, more NFL, and more all the other sports next week. Peace out.